This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a packed video game full Next Lander podcast. We are on the other side, for the most part, of the summer of game announcements for 2023, Brad Shoemaker. That's right, fresh back from E3. What an E3 it was! Wow, mm-hmm. my, How 27th, was my 27th wow. straight E3. How about that hotel? Can unbelievable. The hot dogs, I love them. Alex Navarro. I thought you were doing a bit where because I'm packing up my apartment, oh, we're packed. it's worth a packed show. But no, I, it's, I haven't packed up that. the show parts yet. I see where and you're how. How were you packing your apartment up while you were in Los Angeles covering E3? I hired a guy. Nice. I could tell for you can't see it, but behind you is a really disturbing uh, two the shelves audience. of just they're watching me heads, maskless uh-huh. heads behind you. Uh, yes, the masks have been amazing. packed up. Uh, we are uh, we are of course course we are a, of course of crest we are abreast and a crest mm-hmm. of the games. We had uh, a bunch of stuff, some of which we covered. I'd say majority of which we covered, some we did not. So we're going to talk this week. We're going to get to it and run down the Sony Showcase, the Summer Games Fest opening night stuff, the Xbox Showcase, 
Uh, we had Ubisoft Forward. Um, there was All also the, the showcases. There was also the PC uh, game showcase, and then uh, the Capcom uh, shrug. <laughs> I don't know the Capcom mm. thing. The Capcom proof of life. Yeah. Uh, fact, so, but like honestly, I didn't. I didn't even watch the Capcom thing. <laughs> the fact that they brought the literal exact same trailer from the Xbox showcase for yeah. what is that game? Path of the Goddess. Yes. Kamitsugami Path yes. of the Goddess. Like mm-hmm. literally the same trailer. In your, uh, your 36-minute presentation, here's the thing you saw yesterday. I mean, if it's not the focus of your presentation, asking your people to cut two trailers together is maybe a bit no, much. No, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, maybe a little more gameplay would have been nice or something, yeah. but the, the right. point is Capcom did not have a lot new at their no. thing. So, um, we're going to get to that in just a second. Before we do, because that's going to probably take up a majority of the show, we have a couple of other news items that we'll sprinkle in throughout our talking about those things. You guys have anything you want to uh, talk about game-wise that you've been playing? I I have mostly uh, uh, just been uh, digging back into Diablo here and there. It's been kind of a busy couple of weeks here. Or yeah, week and a half, yes. let's say, so. Ex- extremely. Um, how far in are you? <laughs> how, how, do, how to measure that? What's your uh, life? It's it's weird with the crisscrossing acts, <laughs> yeah. like multiple story quests from different acts all available at the same time. Like, how do you? I'm you level go, you forty. Go, like, has anybody tried this? Can you go finish like Act Two or Act Three before you finish Act One? So, so I I think you can, or at least some of the acts you can, because I had a friend who straight up said they missed an act they didn't even realize was there. Weird. That's just weird. That is it, weird. I mean, yeah, yes, some some of the. Some of the objectives in the different acts do seem a little bit like side stuff. Anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, le- I'm about level 40, 39 or 40 ish. I am. I still have an act one thing on my, uh, to do list. I am. I think I am finishing that one up now. Um, but then, uh, I fell asleep last night while I was playing. Mm. So, uh, I did not finish that. I don't know what happens when you, when you bail out mid dungeon. Do you know if you start like outside that's just pick you up in the dungeon? Seems, seems to vary. I've okay. quit. I've, I quit a story quest the other day, and then it started me in town when okay. I got back in, and had to run all the way back. All right. Yeah, I'm doing some Haradrim business in, in in Act One. How about you guys? I dug back into Street Fighter Six for a little bit. Just have been okay. playing around with that here and there, mostly playing the campaign still. Um, but I uh, I've also been practicing a little bit with some of the new characters. I think I like JP. Okay, I see. I, think. I, I see good things about JP. JP he seems like seems a character. Annoying. Once you get a handle on him, he can absolutely wreck your shit. I'm not going to say <laughs> I have a handle on him yet, but I've been doing okay with him. Any, anybody with like teleporting projectiles in a fighting game seems extremely <laughs> annoying. But that's and that's how I like to play fighting games: is to be as annoying as possible. Um, and I did dig back into slightly into uh, uh, Vampire Survivors again because they just released another patch with another new bonus stage. So I'm just playing that. Okay. Yeah. Brad, you getting up to any business? Yeah, I'm still making my way through Diablo. Um, considered playing the Final Fantasy 16 demo because I'm curious about that game, but I also don't love the idea of like starting it and then having to put it down until you know, we don't know when, when, or if we're getting review code. Especially with or, a game like that, or if you know, even even if we play it at launch or whatever. I think I think it's the first two hours of the game. If I'm not In mistaken. The demo? Yeah. Yeah, and your Something save like carries that. over. Okay. So basically playing the first bit of the game and then having to put it down until we get the final. I mean, that's next week. Is, yeah. I mean, God, is it really? Yeah. It's like, like eight days my, away. And in, in my mind, that's still a month away. <laughs> no, it's super soon. I think uh, you're good. 
Yeah, I guess maybe you're right. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Yes. Stared at that, and uh, I am still also chipping away at Breath of the Wild in the background as other things nice. go on. And I did something over the weekend in it that was extremely exciting to me and made me think I might be even more excited for Tears of the Kingdom. What did you which do? Was, which was, I went to the, I'm sure pronunciations vary, the Thiflo, the Tiflo, the Tiflo ruins. Mm-hmm. However you're saying it's correct. I the, love it. It's the, it's the northernmost thing in the entire map of Breath of the Wild. It's this little like forest glade up north of the Lost Woods. Okay. You might remember it if you go there. Like, I mean, it's one of the things that game is so great about is like just wandering across invisible thresholds where it triggers some crazy thing to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like even Tide Island, do you remember that is, I feel like the best example in that game, the place where you're just like, oh, here's like an island off the coast. I wonder what's there. I'm going to go sail over there and find out. And then you get wrapped up in this whole thing where they take all your items and powers away. Okay. And you have to like survival your way through it. Do you remember that? <laughs> vaguely remember that like there's a lot of stuff in that game where it's just like oh i just wandered into some shit i did not even know was there and now oh man i've got to get out of this so the thing that happens up in that ruins is everything goes pitch black Mm -hmm. it's this big forest with zero light and i mean zero okay does that ring any bells (sighs) They, Uh, they, they literally give you there's like one lit like sort of lantern torch thing and they give you a torch a handheld torch and that's it at the beginning like you okay. get like demonic voice comes in when you wander in. It's just like you must, you know, ignite the darkness to blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's like, all right, here's your challenge. You're now trapped in this woods and you cannot see jack shit. Okay. Like, I, hmm. anyway, I'm, it's fine. I'm, 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 trying to think of what it, I'm trying to think of what it is without spoiling anything. Um, you think it's, it's, it's not just, main story quest related? It's just a shrine quest. At the end of the day, okay. all you're doing is fighting a high knocks at the end and getting a shrine. <laughs> okay all right but yeah it's fucking awesome like it was such a cool experience because literally it's like i said it's one lit stationary light source and a torch yeah yeah and that's it and you have to light that torch and wander around in this forest full of like enemies and non-enemy animals i had like just a straight up deer came running at me out of the darkness at one point and i fucking screamed did you kill it no i didn't kill it but it was like the atmosphere in that place like literally being unable to see anything Mm. is like so unusual and like you know there occasionally there'd be like one of the glowing mushrooms off in the distance or like sure. the um what is it luminous luminous stone i think is one of the ore types that glows yeah so yeah, like yeah. there's like markers spread around here and there that are like a little sort of navigational waypoints but just barely oh the buddy like other, otherwise yeah so otherwise it's all on you to take that torch and like find things to light and it was just a cool as hell 30 minutes of, you know, feeling very tense, not being able to see anything I was doing. Anyway, it made me think about the depths in the new one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, is that the experience down there? Like, can you literally not see anything when you go down there? Or you can can you kind of always see your surroundings? I got some glowy pants now. Uh, you, uh, you can't see a lot down there. You have to keep throwing uh, light sources and, um, you know or build a car with a headlight on it which is i mm-hmm. i don't i don't walk around the depths anymore brad i drive around the depths. fair um yeah i, I always put a headlight on um well actually I, I throw one of the sticky uh light sources on the car and i just mostly use that and drive around Cru- the depths are huge i mean it's as big as the overworld right um so yeah. 
anyway, it's all, it's all dark and scary and things definitely jump out. Yes. Yeah. So having, having this experience in this game made me extra more excited to move on to that game eventually. Hell yeah. 2025. Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah. you, you'll be playing it on the new Nintendo's newest. Con- you'll get the best experience on whatever Maybe. Nintendo's. Maybe next bit. Well, I mean, I'm I'm booking through this game. Like I already maxed the stamina wheel. Nice. Oh, um, good. Decent ten hearts or something like that. Okay. Trucking Master along. Sword yet? No. Okay. Uh, don't good. tell me. Don't tell me. I don't know how many hearts I need for that. I don't remember. I couldn't remember. Um, I'm sure it's more than I have though. Uh, yeah, about five. Five hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we jump into not the not reality, the future, the the open open world, the open gate that is uh, ahead of us? You see that game? You can launch that. Well, mm-hmm. you will be able to launch that hopefully you, by twenty twenty four. You could release that. Uh, let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Uh, let's get in there. We uh, like we said, like I said, we jumped into uh, I think four out of I don't know, let's say seven ish uh, uh, showcases, press conferences, doodads. Uh, we saw a lot of stuff, so we're just gonna kind of bebop around some of our favorite things we saw or didn't didn't see uh, that we wish we saw. And I want to kick it off with um, the, the I mean, it's gonna, I'll kick it off. How about okay, that? I'm gonna, let's start. With the thing I thought showed a really well, or one of the things I thought it showed really well, was that new Prince of Persia game. We saw that fairly recently. That was at the Ubisoft press conference. We saw that also at, uh-oh, here come the Prince of Persia cops. Yep. Uh, this won't be out. happening too much longer, hopefully. No. Well, hopefully. Then, some, then you know, something's really wrong. Yeah. Uh, we saw a little bit of this at Summer Game Fest. We saw some of this, uh, or a lot more of this, at Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Metroid- Not that Santa Time remake. No, Metroidvania yeah, action, action game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Sands of Time stuff. But this has some time elements in it. Uh, you know, some kind of time rewinding mechanics, if you oh. will. Uh, um, it looks so neat. Do they run out? Do we know? I, that stuff never runs out, man. That mm-hmm. time rewinding potion. Uh, it looks neat. The more they showed of it at Ubisoft, the more I was getting into it. Very action-y from what they showed. I like the art style. I like what they're going for. Yeah, starting to see some of the like, like platforming challenges where you have to kind of air dash through a bunch of spikes without touching the ground, and like the combat seems pretty, pretty elaborate with launchers and combos and stuff. Like I was getting a real Ori vibe from a lot of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I mean. I guess pedigree only counts for so much, but hearing that this is the team that did Rayman Origins and Legends. Yeah. Like those excellent Rayman 2D platformers. Yeah. Make, makes this extra exciting. Two of my favorite platformers of like the last 10 to 12 years. I'm excited for that one. Uh, and again, I think it started showing better and better the more they showed of it. And that, that wasn't my response to everything. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. the more they showed of it, the less I was into it. But that is uh, slated. Again, these dates are all going to be ridiculous. But that is for uh, next year, early next year, January, I think, right? That's what they're that's what they're saying. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. One never knows. Brad, anything on here um, you want to pluck out and talk about? Uh, there's, there's a, there's a ton. Of stuff, yeah, we'll just actually, we'll just go around. We'll go around the really, line. I'm not really sure where to start here. I mean, pick, pick the start, one that's most top of mind for you. Start well. I'll pick what I'm looking at right now, which is Fable. Okay. Yeah. yeah, which is what was Xbox neat. started with. I, man, I really wanted to see this actual game. Richard Aowati's <laughs> like, Fable. 
fucking Aaron Greenberg before this thing was out there all like, yeah, everything's in engine that you're going to see at this. No CG trailers. And like, yeah, I guess technically this was in engine, but it sure was yeah. not the actual game. They made it um, in engine moss. Uh, yeah. So, um, so it's look, I mean, it was fun. They did a good job with the lighthearted nature of it. I mean, I'm trying to think what what's a fable game, right? Yeah, like I'm. That's the one thing I'm kind of reserving judgment on. Is we need to see. That's why I wanted to see the end game stuff. Is to really get a sense of what you're doing and what the flavor is. Like we know what the tone is at least, but that's kind yeah. of yeah. I mean, the main thing for me is like it's a, okay. This is a different studio making a fable game for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the real thing for me. And like Lionhead had such a specific, peculiar sense of humor mm-hmm. in everything they did that I feel like Playground's got something to prove to since since they are taking the tack of okay this is going to be goofball super british fantasy yeah again since since you're doing the thing Lionhead did I need to see how well you're going to do that you know what I mean yes. does that make sense like like it's not enough to just say hey we're going to do funny funny medieval fantasy like you really got to prove what your shops are there well, and especially because it's it's playground, like it's a studio that makes driving games up to right. this point. Yes, yes, good well, ones. I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way doubting that they can pull it off. I just yeah. want to see it. Right? But it's just I'm just saying they're an unknown quantity in yeah. this space. Yeah, and, and and again, especially when it's something that a particular studio like really defined with something that was very core to that studio's identity. Mm. Like seeing another studio then go on to adopt that and and take a stab at it, like. Again, I, I have no like skepticism that about whether they can pull it off or not. I just want to see what they're going to do to do that, to recreate that vibe. Uh, yeah, and like what they're because, like, I mean, what what is fa- like farting statues? You know what I mean? Yeah, like like, like, like chicken like, chasing, like my dog. Yeah, type, type right. shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I need to see more of what's in the actual game. Um, it's. Yeah, I mean the the tone piece had kind of a, a you know like a mixed up fairy tales world, right? Like um like a um okay, I don't mean this and it might come off as negative, but a kind of Shrek like quality to sure. it, right? You yes. know, like oh, we're self aware of the fairy tales in this world and and the and the you know that the tropes. Maybe, maybe that's the thing that's got this like kind of documentary style interview here. It maybe feels. God, I didn't even think about the Shrek comparison. <laughs> I look, I like. This I'm always piece. thinking I, about I Shrek. Ha- I don't hate Shrek either. Uh, kind of more hate a little of what Shrek became yeah. as an institution, let's say. But uh, you know, it, it had that vibe to me. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe maybe I'm actually arguing with my own point here, which is that maybe they are actually doing something slightly different with this than Lionhead would have done. Like maybe I hope this, so. maybe this will have a bit more of a modern style of humor to it uh, my favorite thing on fable uh i think it was fable 2 is where you start building the castle and stuff do you remember that like you kind of get your base oh, was that in and, two is that two or three i, I never I, I never played much of two at all but three very much was the you're you're the king now you're, you're building the up the kingdom yeah oh this is gonna go completely off the rails mm-hmm. yeah i like that stuff i liked i hope there's some of that in here i like the building of the the town and stuff like that or the the castle and all yeah. those things uh alex anything you want to jump into here uh yes i would very much like to talk about that there spider-man 2 oh yeah we saw all the spider-man they sure did show off i mean 
okay, it was just, you know, it was a, a single action sequence that they showed off, but uh, it was a single action sequence where literally everything was fucking happening in that Sony one. Uh, so, you know, it's Peter Parker in the symbiote suit. It's, uh, it's, it's Miles Morales, you know, in there, and they're kind of jumping back and forth. Uh, and there's just a million explosions and about 10 dozen villains and other things kind of going on in this. And yeah. I'm not saying any of that is bad because, I mean, look, those games are, are, are pretty exciting and fun to play. But I think for a showing of that game, it was maybe a little busy in terms of the sheer number of things they tried to jam into about a five to ten minute thing. Yeah, it felt long. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is what you want, you know? No. Uh, but you got, yeah, you got Miles, which he seems cool. You got kind of edgier, angrier Peter Parker. He's got that his, symbiote suit on, so. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Uh, we so got, hang on, uh, can, can, you, can you have the symbiote suit and Venom in the same world? I don't, I don't know my Venom mechanics so or my alien symbiote stuff well enough, but like, are they both the same being? I mean, I know <laughs> Venom is a dude with the alien my, on top or whatever, like I, I, how those things relate together, I'm not super clear. I can tell you what the early lore is. I can't tell you what they did with it after the fact because I'm guarantee you they have probably found about 17 different ways to make a whole bunch of other people venom it's at the fair. same time. Yeah. Uh, but my recollection is that the original symbiote suit, the one that that Peter Parker first wore, is the one that became Eddie Brock Venom. Um. There are other symbiotes, like Carnage is a symbiote, and like uh, that's a different entity that is possessing that character. But there have been other Venoms that are not Eddie Brock Venom. I don't know if they are saying that is definitively the same suit every single time. Again, then you start getting into like multiverse applications, and it's all kind of fucked. Uh, but sure. but I'm pretty sure at least in the original debut of Venom, the symbiote suit that Parker is wearing is the same one that becomes Eddie Brock Venom. Interesting, because they did say Venom is, or in fact they've shown that Venom is in this game, right? But then also they also said it's not Eddie Brock, right? So some people were saying there was like a tease for Osborn being Venom, but I, th- I don't remember that. I think that is something that maybe happened in the comics at some point that Harry Osborn became Venom as well. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but. Maybe Peter loses the venom, the symbiote suit at some point. Well, no, he has to because that thing is like it, it destroys your psyche on top of everything okay. else. And the whole arc with Peter Parker in that suit is he has to get it off at some point because <laughs> he becomes fucking intolerable. So help Peter Parker get off and indeed uh, uh, Venom and the the Hunter uh, Craven. Craven the Hunter. Um, you can probably be- presume there will be some other villains floating around in there, but yes. It would be pretty funny if Craven just dies. <laughs> you know, like this build up for Craven. No. And he's like, what am I up against? An I, alien? They're putting a movie out for that guy soon. They're sure, definitely yeah, not going to get right. rid of him early. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I was actually, before I remember the movie was a thing, I was going to say, that guy seems like exactly the villain you introduced <laughs> to kill off. You know, like they, you know, they killed villains off in the first game, right? Like some villains die, some don't. I mean, they could kill him by the end of that game, but I'm saying he's going to stick around for as long as possible in that game. Sure. I, in my head canon, it would just be funny to see him go up against somebody. I don't really know Craven. I don't know how wonderfully talented Craven might be. He's very he good at killing things. Kind of Batman. I don't have superpowers, but I kind of have superpowers kind of way. Uh, he's just really good just- at tracking more than anything else. <laughs> 
Look at all those releases. He's that he guy who can put his ear to the game. ground and say, there are horses coming. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man uh, 2, that's coming out this October, so... I am uh, still looking forward to that game, for what it's worth. While that demo I found a little exhausting, I mean, Miles Morales was definitely good enough that I'm like, I'll play whatever they're gonna do Oh yeah. Here. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna bop back around to Microsoft here and mm-hmm. say, not a lot shown, well, decent amount shown, but surprise one, Flight Simulator 2024 yes. was uh, not... I, a great I had surprise, a, I'll say that. Well, kind of. If I had a bingo card, it would not have been on it. Uh, more details need to be known about what this is and how this is going to roll out. It has to incorporate all your purchases from the most recent Microsoft Flight Simulator, which was, what, 2020? I've I've seen some scuttlebutt around, and I don't know if this is confirmed at all or not, but I've seen some stuff around that this might be bi- like a big expansion that sort of turns it into I, a new game instead of just a new game. Okay, yeah, I would, I would think Wait. that would be the smarter move. To- yeah. What do you mean in terms of how it's being released? It's like a big update. Like, basically, you still have to pay for it. I th- Again, this is just stuff I've seen people talking about. I don't know if this is accurate or not. I'm not sure they've said either way. I'm pretty sure they've confirmed it is a completely standalone game. Okay. If that's what you mean. Okay. Because that is definitely the case. Okay. Because, um, yeah, if it doesn't hook in somehow to the original, to the Microsoft Flight right. Simulator, there is going to be zero adoption for this product. They, like, they have a FAC up here. Okay. okay. What what does it say? 20, 2024 is a standalone simulator and the next generation sequel to the flight simulator that launched in 2020. Okay. Um Do they have anything in there about what you do with your existing content? <laughs> uh current ten. aircraft and airports as well as virtually all marketplace add-ons will be supported in 2024. There you go. Okay. That's what you yeah, need yeah. to hear. It's a, it's just a little weird. I don't know like maybe their model Well, how is that game got been out outdated? Now? I think it's been. I think it was 2020, right? Right. Is that the when the came so, out? So I know it's coming out next. Was it's coming out next year? I think 2020 on PC, right? It came out yeah. later on console. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I assume 2024 would come out next year. So I think uh, four years to make another one of those, and especially like really update that visual model, which it seems like they super have. Uh, mm. I don't think that's out of. That doesn't seem out of the question to me. It just seems fast. I, I guess maybe it seems fast because it took so long to yeah, get that's, back to flight sim. That's what it is, is that it, there was so long without a proper flight simulator. Yeah. But that game but, took uh, off is the thing. Like, and ha, huh, yeah. Nice, but like nice. that game uh, really did find an audience pretty quickly. I don't know what the, what was the release cadence back in the day? I don't think they were games. yearly. No, they definitely weren't. But, but they were pretty regular. How many have there been? God. <laughs> flight simulator 1.0 was 1982. Is that real? Mm. Fuck. But but I, I guess the difference I would say, you know, between those and, and the, today's version is this one felt more like a platform for content sure. and less like a, you know, box you get at the, you know, Babbage's, right? Yeah. You know, this is felt more like a, we'll be supporting this for a decade, right? And you'll just yeah. add in more and more stuff. I mean, um, I will I will say with the extreme authority of somebody who doesn't play 2020 at all. Mm-hmm. It sure looked like they are rolling out enough new content to justify it being a full sequel. Yeah, there's like a whole single player like, campaign in this now. Like all those objectives they showed seems kind of crazy. Yeah, it seems neat. And since they're going to support all your purchases in it and have them be fully functional, 
like it's cool like it, it, again if it's 60 bucks uh for all of the new stuff baked in that's probably i okay here's my concern okay i want what's in 2020 in 24 so right. not not even just the planes the the mod, the flight stuff all of the kind of i just want 24 to be additional to 2020 if that makes sense like all the tutorials and everything that were in there were pretty good i hope they at least keep them and redo them and don't lose some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's dense. It's a dense game that, um, <laughs> man, this game looks so good. What am it's I? It's cool. It's why cool am I not? Why am I not playing this on my brand new PC? This game looks so good. <laughs> uh, because it's 5,000 terabytes of data. Yeah. And, uh, and also, well, it's really the learning curve. But I'm sure ah, I'm sure could, plenty could, of people would say that it on ramps you very smoothly if you want. It's it's pretty good with the assists too. I think the thing I would say if uh, is it a Sobo if they can figure out how to figure out the launcher for this game and the content downloading of this game in a more elegant way than they did for 2020, that would be a nice upgrade. Yeah. I'd pay upwards of twenty to thirty dollars for just that. Because when you launch that game and have a download, you cannot close the game. Mm-hmm. You have to just sit at your downloading screen, and some of those packs are damn huge. Brad, let's move on from Flight Simulator 2024, TBD 2024. What, what else? Um, there is plenty. Yes, there is a lot. Here, mm-hmm. For certain. Um, trying to see what I can find here. Wow. Does the YouTube version of the Ubisoft Forward not have that Star Wars demo? Oh, did they break it out? I was going to talk about Star Wars Outlaws, but maybe let's talk about something else until I can find that. Okay, sure. Um, I've got something smaller I can, I go can mention here. for it. Uh, the new Bennett Foddy game was announced during, I think, during the, the PC showcase. Okay. Uh, it is called Baby Steps. Uh huh. And it is in tandem with uh, Maxi Bach, who made uh, Ape. Uh, was it Ape Out? Oh yeah, I like that game. So it is a straight up co-op style Death Stranding walking simulator. Oh, wow, where Man, you play is- a man baby that is living in his parents' basement, who is transported to a magical world, and you have to manually control every step. Oh my god, it's like co-op, but somebody threw money at it. Yeah, <laughs> like it looks like an actual like game with production values, but it's still co-op. Or it I mean, looks ridiculous in the best okay. way. Yeah, it straight up says key features, fully simulated physics-based walking. Yep. That's definitely that. It's literally like the trailer is just a long series of pratfalls and falling over and then an extended like weird dialogue bit that just sounds like some very goofy, you know, humor in a way that oh, is man. like not bad. I, I need to play this. I'm like sad. This is not coming out until next year. Yeah. I, um, I saw that. Like that was like the first thing I saw out of any of these presentations. Where I was like, holy shit. I one surprise <laughs> to I'm all about this. An unemployed fail son with nothing going for him. Yep. This says in a onesie. Uh, Where was this announced? I think it was it was either at the, the PC game showcase or at the Devolver. Oh, thing. no. It was, it, it, oh, it was Devolver, Devolver had its own thing. So okay. It okay. There. Yeah, because I had looked through the PC game showcase. I don't remember seeing this. Okay, it must have been the Devolver I, thing. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the Devolver stuff. Yeah. That's, wow. This, yeah. Shit. Okay. I'm thrilled about this one. Like, I want to play this not only because it looks ridiculous, but I bet it's, like, fucking hard and, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. something that really has to be mastered. 
right? But it also seems like a game where when you are failing, something really stupid and funny happens. Yeah, this kind of looks amazing. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I I might have to go watch that presentation. I wonder if they talked about the controls at all. I think it was just the trailer. Um, but you know, like, hey, what a, what a first impression! Like I'm sitting here literally watching like the foot planting and the arm yeah. movements, like wondering what control you've got and how this works. This looks fascinating. Yeah. Uh, baby steps out next year, supposedly. Okay. Uh, PC and PlayStation 2024. Nice. All right, Brad, we're back to you. Oh, what do boy. you got? I didn't have time to find Outlaws. I was too busy gawking at that. <laughs> um, Obsidian showed some avowed gameplay finally. Okay, yes. Which yes. It looks like, well, it looked pretty small in scale, I was going to say, when they showed it. And then sure enough, there was an interview with like PC Gamer or somebody where they straight up said, that's what they're doing like a smaller scale game. Like mm. I almost said on the stream when they showed it, I was like, hey, I, I wonder if this is like the outer worlds, but fantasy in terms of like the scope. Cause outer mm-hmm. worlds was like a reason it looks, it looked like a fallout style game, but it was relatively like tight and focused because that's mm. not a gigantic studio with infinite resources. And that's kind of what they're saying. This is going to be as well. So I don't know. I thought it looked decent. Look decent. I, it, it, the what they showed didn't do too much for me. Uh, I think it might be just be one of those things that for me, maybe that's more fun to play than to watch. Uh, you yeah, know, for that type of game. I think it's definitely going to come down to the quality of the writing, and and also the RPG stuff. You know, like how how elaborate are their class system, you know, class stuff and yeah, reputation and interactions with characters and all that stuff. I mean, you know, like a, a Skyrim ish game, but with a more focused scope and story. Yeah could be pretty cool and and what looks like some interesting systems for yeah. combat so yeah but um, it definitely is very much the like sword in right hand magic spell on left hand <laughs> style of combat so uh-huh. hopefully they maybe do that better than bethesda has done uh i did not realize this was in the pillars of eternity verse like, yeah uh, I, I think they said that ages ago and i had completely forgotten about it it's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, so that's the Eterniverse. Because apparently, I don't think Pillars 2 did amazingly well, so it's cool for them to keep that fiction going in a different venue. Uh, that is 2024. Yes. Uh, yeah, Avowed. That was, um, where did they show that? Was that a it was the Xbox. So? Oh, okay, Xbox. Yes, that would make sense. Uh, all right. Wrapping back around. Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. We saw Alan Wake 2. Not a lot of it. Kind of seems more like um, what well, we saw. We saw it at the Sony thing, and then we saw it again a little more at the uh, Summer, Games. Summer Game Face. Uh, Summer Game Feast. Good old um, Sam Lake out there on stage. He was there yeah. doing a bunch of interviews. Always happy to see that guy around. Yeah, I think that's kind of just feels a little... Known quantity sounds like a pejorative, but it seems seems like that game. I'm ready for it. I think Let's the go. thing I was kind of hoping from that presentation that I didn't end up getting was just a little bit more of like what's going on with the gameplay. Like I understand that they don't want to like show too much because I mean it is a mystery game kind of at its core, and they don't want to like give away too much at once. But like mm-hmm. the little bit of gameplay they showed was just not. It was just like a okay, yeah, they're shooting, and here's a couple of monsters, and it was <laughs> not a lot. 
You should go look up some previews. They they were showing it to people in LA, and there's some footage out there. I know there was and, hands-on and at the event. Yeah. Um, so there's apparently some whole detective aspect to that game. Yeah. Which you can you can go back to some kind of home base with some full-on corkboard, like strings between photos, piecing the mystery together type stuff. Okay. Uh, that home base might exist in your mind. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not palace. Some, that's somebody quite literally referred to it as like a mind palace headquarters sure. where you do the detective stuff. So that might actually be like mental. Okay. But still a cool idea. Yeah. Um, also, it seems like the flashlight stuff is back. Yes. Yeah. Like, I didn't get the sense of that much from the first reveal at the Summer Game Fest stuff, but it seems like there's full on shine a flashlight on somebody before you can shoot them type stuff in there. Roast still. them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong here. Like, I'm very excited about uh, anything Remedy puts out that at this point, including uh, anything related to Alan Wake. I just, you know, I was, as someone who was sitting here watching from afar, I just wanted to see a little bit more. That's all. Um, Brad. Yes. Got another one. Uh, all right. Is this Star Wars thing done downloading? They did, in fact, break it out into its own video. Okay. Um, I thought the pitch for Star Wars Outlaws sounded extremely predictable when they first, uh, God, well, it was the Microsoft thing is where they first said the title, right? And it was like, mm-hmm. hey, you're playing a scoundrel. It was like, okay, well, EA did the Jedi game. Now here's Ubisoft doing the smuggler game. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought that demo looked really good when they actually showed it at the Ubisoft thing. It did look fun. I thought yeah. I thought that showed quite well. Uh and I'm excited to play it. Yeah. Like uh they they showed some running around with your little pet, your little uh little furry pet and mm-hmm. the like, some on foot on land action. Like nothing like, nothing like revolutionary in here in terms of like you know, it looks like an open world game. Yes. Like you've got your story mission in an enclosed location where you can go stealth or go loud. Uh huh. Then you can get on a motorcycle and roam the open world and then go to a town. I mean, like, you know, and have a dialogue sequence like. You know. And get in a ship. Get yeah. Yeah. Ship. I mean, the ship stuff is kind of the one place where it actually diverged a little bit, you know, because it, it seems like it's full on No Man's Skies, Sky style. Mm hmm get in a ship and like fly off world and go other places and like straight up chart your course. Yeah. And jump hyperspace, jump to other places. Good looking effect. Like good looking yeah, hyperspace. Like the, the freedom, the freedom in the ship was kind of unexpected, but like all, all I'm saying is like the, com- the open world components seem like completely familiar. It's just that the game looks like visually looks really nice. Like seems like it's nailing the tone pretty well. Like I thought that dialogue, I, that dialogue sequence with that Imperial and the droid. Everybody loves the droid. Mm-hmm. People are horny for the droid companion. <laughs> the droid's wearing like a little leather jacket, I, right? I regret to inform you. Mm-hmm. There is a droid fandom forming. There always uh, is. But yeah, I, I thought like the cutscene stuff played well. I think the main character seems cool. Um, I'm excited because there's no non-canonical Star Wars now. Everything, uh, everything that comes out. so. Got to know how this all fits in. I mean, was for it now. Five, five and six? Yeah. We'll, they, we'll they see if that changes again. one day. All, yeah. all of this will get invalidated someday. In if that's over. right. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break here. Let's we'll say uh, we'll pause it there on Star Wars at Star Wars Outlaws, and we'll come back. We got so many more games to talk so about uh, that were revealed, announced, updated, maybe pushed. Um, we'll come back. 
Talk about those right after this. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back. Plenty of more to go here. Alex Navarro. Uh-huh. Why don't you pluck one out of the old Naughty 3 hat? Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, the first Mortal Kombat. Yep. We're back. Everything's new, but also it kind of isn't. Uh, You know, the universe has been remade, and it has been remade into something that I'm just going to say looks an awful lot like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that (laughs) continues to kind of be the most confusing part of this to me, (laughs) is that I thought Liu Kang was now empowered to make literally remake everything however he wants mm-hmm. and it seems like yes he is <laughs> stuck pretty close to script i he love sh- Liu kang i would not say he is the most creatively minded of all fighters i mean like sub-zero and scorpion are brothers now like that it's was a big re- revelation to me out of that whole thing was like okay now i guess i see what you're doing like this is more like mortal kombat remix I he's think. tired yes. of all their fussing and feud and he wants it's to like, put an end to that well, I mean, it seems like the, the principle here is, like, we're not going to remake everything from scratch. We're just going to take all the pieces we had and move them around and reconnect yes. them in weird ways. Um, and look like there was some interesting uh, Katana um, and Milana. Melina. Melina stuff. Um, you know, it's, yes, it is a shuffle the pieces around. I'm sure there'll Definitely. be some new, new things here. I think, Brad, you, you mentioned this in our predictions thing it looks like you have a mortal raiden goofing around out there yes yes he's out there being a dude raiden is here but without powers um kind of surprised to see kenshi in here and kind of thought well they need a lot of characters a modern fighting game needs a lot of characters i thought they would have stuck to like early characters but you also get the they're, supports, the support characters yes the cameos some some characters from the later 3d games Yes, Kano, Sonya, and Jax are here as cameos. Apparently, some of the cameos are also going to be playable. 
Yes. As, okay. ma- as mains. I believe they- the cameos get their own fatalities. In fact, I know they do because I've seen this footage of Jax growing to mm-hmm. skyscraper size and stepping on people about 100 times, which is <laughs> incredible that that's in there. Somewhere in that trailer, they also showed a Goro cameo, and I am um, bet he's one of the ones you don't play as. Yeah, I would be shocked if Goro is a full playable character, but all these cameo characters are straight up in their MK1 costumes. Yes. Or I think one of one of them in the trailer might have been in an MK2 costume, uh, but it is still old, old Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Kano, Kano Jackson, Sonya are full-on mm-hmm. original design in here. Yeah. Um, what else am I seeing in this footage? Uh, I... It looks really good. It does not look like a generational leap over 11, which already no. looks kind of amazing. Like 11 is a very good looking game. Don't get me wrong. And this also looks very good, but not again, generationally. So like it looks great. Yes. The fidelity I, I, I is definitely there. I don't know what I was expecting. Honestly, me either. It's like I was like, all right, new game, new consoles, UE five. What do you got? Scoopy, still looks, still looks like a, yeah, still looks like a very good looking Mortal Kombat game, but not, uh, not a massive, massive leap over 11. It's goofy. It's, it's violent. I would not say that any of the fatalities they showed in those presentations really, like, made me sick to my stomach in the way some of the other ones have. Like, it's more like, yes, it is still ultra-violent, but I don't feel like any of it was like, oh, cool, this is just torture. I I kind of feel like the fatalities, it's going to be tough for them to not become old hat, frankly. Yeah. Because there were so many in... in <laughs> 10 and 11. I mean, so fucking many fatalities in 11. Yes. Um, it seems like we're at least going to get some riffs and, on some old fatalities and, in this. Yeah, like they then, showed Sub-Zero just straight up doing the head rip. That seems to be the angle they're going for, because the 11 ones were already so goddamn over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you top that? Like, again, it's kind of losing its impact. So, yes, they seem to be just like, hey, here's here is, you know, Kano ripping a dude's heart out. Mm-hmm. Just I nicely pre- rendered. Pretty sure they showed Sub Zero pulling a guy's head off at some point. Yes, yep. they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sonya straight up does the like flaming kiss of death thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, here's all your old favorites looking very good now. Uh, uh, I, that- I, I, I continue to be super excited about this. I don't mean to be down on it. No, not at um, all. Like I, I, I think what I came away from that is that okay, this is, game isn't going to completely surprise me in all the major ways. But it looks like they've made another fun one of those, which uh, I'm perfectly down for. I mean, it's the main thing for me is that the writing and the execution were so strong in 11 that yeah, I will absolutely show up to see what they've done again here because that game was extremely creative, like punching way above its weight for what a fighting game story should be. Totally. So if they're bringing those chops to this again, I'm very excited to see what they do with Johnny Cage's mansion here, mm-hmm. which seems like the main background they showed and don't forget jean-claude van damme will be making his appearance somewhere in there I, as I a version of johnny cage i had no idea that they actually tried to make a van damme game back in the day before they ended up making mk mm-hmm. like i had no idea he had that direct a connection to all of this well remember they were talking about making a universal soldier game right that was one of the things that was like proving prototyped i guess around the time that mk stuff was was being done but yeah that is, uh, that's October, the month of Spider-Man, and also, uh, this isn't my, uh, pick here, Alex, you probably want to talk more about this, but also Forza. Yeah. Forza uh, Mortar Sport. Another Forza. 
they're doing another Forza. I mean, they've been doing another Forza for some time. It's just now it's finally coming out. Yeah. It's been a while. Two horizons worth of time. How do you feel about a new Forza? I'm fine with it. I have definitely maybe leaned a little more toward the Horizon stuff, not just because of the absence of, of, of motorsport, but also because those games have just been very good the last couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for another good simulation. I'm curious exactly what lessons they learned from the response to 7 uh, between the economy and sort of like progression in that game. I am very interested to see like how that... Those lessons are applied in this one. Uh, you know, I, I don't... It's been long enough that I just... I don't know what their vision for a Forza Motorsport is going to be beyond, hey, the cars look even better. As, as You thought the cars look good? Those cars look like shit compared to what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this as a technical showpiece. I think that's about it for me because I'm not a big sim guy. Yeah. Or really even car person at all. But, I mean, I think they've said this is like 4K60 with ray tracing, like just to kind of see the... Series X pushed as hard as possible will be cool. Yep. Um, yeah, hopefully it's not a live service nightmare. <laughs> like <laughs> That would be one. nice. I assume they that- f- eventually fixed 7. I don't know. I didn't keep up. But like that's kind of the arc of so many such games, right? <laughs> Launches in a state that makes everybody furious and then mm. slowly gets relaxed over time until people are happy with it. I assume that happened. I don't know if it ever got to a point where people were happy, happy with it, but I know they made some changes. I will say the economy in Forza Horizon 4 felt very much like a response to that game uh, because they just let you unlock a million things as fast as fucking possible in that game. True, true, yes. That is scheduled for uh, this year, October 10th is the date on there. I'm just going to stick around in October quickly here and bop over and say Assassin's Creed Mirage got a pretty lengthy demo or showing at Ubisoft, a small mm-hmm. one at Sony, and then a kind of longer one. This is their return to form. Let's the say, way they re- keep pitching it. Yeah. of um, Assassin's Creed pre, let's say the Assassin's Creed numbered games mm-hmm. uh, b- back in the Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3, and 4, I guess. We'll count that in there. Um, yeah, looked... The the art style, uh, I thought when it first showed again, I was like, oh, this looks cartoonier or, or uh, more stylistic than I had uh, thought it would, but I got over it pretty quickly, and it looked like you assassinate people, wrist blade one-shot people, parry, very much Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 uh, style, which are the Assassin's Creed games that I really took to. You know, uh, uh, I kind of fell off of them as they went into their open world loot based assassinating. Mm-hmm. I you so pined for a simpler time. Well, gameplay wise, it looks like it's doing those things. I hope they, you know, obviously they will take the lessons. I think, I hope mm-hmm. of hey, the first game had a lot of interesting mechanics that were felt like they were stretched thin because they had like five of them, right? Yes. Like, we're all tired of doing these tailing missions. I don't want to do these anymore. But the world building and the whole thing around it, the trappings were awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I am so lost on the story of Assassin's Creed. I have no idea what's happening. I am curious if they just flush some of this down the toilet and try to start over with something else. Well, 
I don't think they're going to do that because, again, Basim, who is the, the protagonist here in Mirage, was a central character in Valhalla, and the way that game's main story wraps up <laughs> very heavily involves him and a okay. lot of the stuff that is that was kind of like the current Earth version of whatever is going on in Assassin's Creed world right now. All oh, right, the out of the animus stuff. Well, and then back in, and then it's a whole thing. Like, look, I, at some point, I will sit you down, okay. and I will yell at you about all the things that have happened in the last couple of games, because, I mean, some of it I covered on one of our Game of the Year things when we did that yeah. Odyssey thing, because I feel like I talked for about 45 minutes about one thing that happened in that game. Uh, but yes, things have been progressing. I wouldn't say any of it is all that meaningful or important to me as an Assassin's Creed player, but there's a lot. I would like to play through those games, but I don't have the... You don't have the time or the know, need. It's 382 not hours to play through don't, them now. Don't do it. Do not play through all of Valhalla. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's absolutely not worth it. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. That's uh, this year uh, slated for October 12th. All feels, right, Brad. Feels, in a circle feels, back. feels weird to be nostalgic about Assassin's Creed 1. Feels uh, you like know, it shouldn't be time for that, but at the same time... That was, what, 16 years ago? Yeah. I think. It's when my- that came out. So I guess that is a perfectly valid nostalgia window. I don't know. It's weird. I'm more nostalgic for two, but let's say uh, one. Think, yeah. One's, one has a. One was kind of a game changer in a lot of ways, especially for the quote unquote parkour scene. Well, it it laid a foundation for, you know, what I think became of a more than justifiably popular series. But I think most people go back to that first game and are like, there were some ideas here. They are not all super well executed. I mean, I I think the real reason it feels weird to be nostalgic is because they have just made so goddamn many of those games. They sure have. You feel nostalgic for things that have been absent for a while. You know what? I just want to do Assassin's Creed. Is not a franchise I would describe as having been absent at any point since 2007. I'm just trying to find a thing that's just a list of every Assassin's Creed game that has ever been. Oh, you'll melt your computer. Don't do it. I bet. Uh, bet Hang on. I've got got them in front of me. I bet it's in the 20s. Definitely at least 20. 19, <laughs> Especially if you're like counting those three side scrollers as three separate games and stuff like that. There the are twenty. Ones. There are twenty nine if you include the various mobile things that have also yeah. come out. It's impressive. So I'll, I'll we'll wrap up the Assassin's Creed stuff. Saying they they talked about the Assassin's Creed Nexus thing, mm-hmm. which is their VR Assassin's Creed. Which God, who wants that? I don't know. It's somebody. I mean, I mean, if they do an Animus thing, it could be kind of interesting conceptually, but there's that. And then they have um, their Assassin's Creed codenamed Jade, I think it was, Project Jade, which is their mobile Assassin's Creed they also yes. talked about. Yes, they're just set in China. Uh, so the Assassin's Creed verse, Brad Shoemaker. Let's, uh, mm. let's move away from Assassin's Creed into somewhere else. Oh, geez. What else got talked about or announced here? Um, let's see. We talked about Fable. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on, I still just want to call it Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Can I just keep calling it Yakuza? I, if for, for the sake of, of shorthand, you, I, I'm okay with that. Yakuza Infinite Wealth. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Like a dragon well, infinite wealth. If you want to like be a, particular like, about it. Like a dragon infinite wealth. That's yeah. going to take some time to get used to. 
uh, uh what a teaser that was it's yeah. uh it's it seems like this is being set in hawaii or at least the the chunk that they showed was set in hawaii did, did they confirm this is hawaii or is that just speculation there were people who were straight up doing uh photo comparisons with some beaches in hawaii and looking for building placements and being <laughs> like well okay that exists on this beach i can see this hotel here um, okay. And it also makes sense because other Japanese games have done like spinoff things in Hawaii because it is a tourist de- destination of uh, Japanese tourists. Gotcha. So are these? So there's two things here. There's the Gaiden game, which is the man yeah. with, with with you know who without a name. The man who uh, erased yes. his name. Man who erased his name, which is the Kiryu side story, and I think that's coming out this year. And yes. then the Like a Dragon new uh, Ichiban game is next year. So. Are they do they interweave and cross universes at all? Yes. Okay. Yes. All I'll say is that Kiryu, despite not being the protagonist of seven, does factor into the story very briefly. Well, they're both in eight, right? Like that's the whole thing. They are. I is don't know the- to what extent yet, though. They uh, have not Kiryu. shown any of what the actual Kiryu stuff. I mean, obviously they hadn't shown anything of this new game until uh they showed this trailer of of nude Ichiban waking up <laughs> on the beach uh and a whole bunch of people being like, Holy <laughs> shit, that guy's dick. They, they put um, out screenshots. You should go look them up because they've got Kiryu with his new hairstyle in there. Yeah. And I think Gaiden is supposed to to lead into whatever is going on in the next game. Okay. Man, I have to talk about another another series. I just don't don't have it in me to catch up. I bet that Gaiden game is probably like eight hours or less. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Because if it's... I mean, it won't be like that DLC they put out for Judgment, which was just like a couple hours long. I'm sure it'll be a more fully fleshed out thing. But mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a lead-in to the next big Yakuza slash Like a Dragon game. I don't imagine it's going to be some, like, gigantic 30-hour adventure. Curious, Kiryu's got bangs. Yes. You should really go look this up. Okay, let me go see... Let me go look up Kiryu with bangs. Uh, okay. Also, the, the other screenshot is of... I, uh, oh wow! They sure did give him uh, some salt and pepper bangs. Yep. Um, the two characters from Seven y- Yamba. Mm-hmm. Was that the guy's name with the glasses? Yam- uh, Yamba? The, Yamba? the yeah, the guy who was uh, the the houseless character. Yes, I think I think that was his, his name. name. I can't remember the cop's name. Anyway, all th- they're also back. They are in these screenshots as well. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, they they put such a focus on those characters and Ichiban's friendship with them that I can't imagine they would they would lose them along the way. Friends we've lost along the way. Mm-hmm. A, a, a Yakuza set in America seems like it could be wild, even partially. Yeah. yeah. And they were speaking English in the trailer, right? Well, the Ichiban um, was not. The tourists were the people who were yeah. on the beach were. That that could be also very interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nobody's mentioned it yet. I'm gonna mention it, even though uh, I got not that excited now. But marathon, they uh Sony decided to bring back marathon. Well, more accurately, they decided that uh, in addition to deciding what all the other developers should be doing with their live service games, they also would like Bungie to make more games for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I bet. Well, I, I think this was in development before the acquisition happened. Sure. But they also uh, could have said, hey, don't do that. Go do something else if they really wanted to. 
so yeah, uh, Sony and and owns Bungie, and Bungie owns Marathon, and Sony I guess owns. I don't actually know the deal, but maybe Bungie still owns Marathon, and Sony owns Bungie by way of Marathon and all the whole thing. But PvP extraction shooter—that's yes. what it sounds like. Marathon, yes, not, Marathon. not a not a continuation of the famed Marathon franchise, exactly. Yeah, and when right. I when I learned about that, a little less interested. There were, I'm gonna say, a decent amount of extraction style games shown. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't like them. It's just the uh, they can be good. There's a lot of them. It does feel like the current like you know de rigueur style of game. Yeah, it 100 yeah. percent is the new battle royale. But I really yeah. like that mode, so I will. I've no by no means reached my saturation point with that. Uh, that game type. Mm-hmm. Also, Bungie, I I, Bungie makes incredible shooters. So, yes, like, they make pretty good shooters. Like, is I, this, I, is I this, like their narrative stuff too. So, I like seeing more of that. Is this what I was necessarily looking for out of Bungie? Not necessarily, but like, can I think of anybody better to make a new multiplayer extraction game? Not really. No. I'd like to see what their spin on that genre is. Absolutely, I, I absolutely will try this. Also, the art design looks amazing. Uh, I'll say quickly here. Helldivers two was shown. I thought that was kind of in, an interesting pull for them. It wasn't expecting. Definitely wasn't Helldivers. expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like it's 3D, uh, or at least um, you know, behind the back ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, which could be cool. That's got a a 2023 date though. That seems, you know, that could move around. I have no it, absolutely. What when, when that's going to be shown? Uh, Brad, do you have another one you want to pluck out of here? Uh, you wrote down Star Trek Infinite on this list. I did write down Star Trek. I completely Infinite forgot about. Kind of yeah. got buried in all the other stuff getting talked about. Yeah, that's but, Paradox's take on Star Trek. Yeah. Um, Nimble Giant is the developer. It sounds like. Let's see. Uh, Quantum League, which is a game I've not <laughs> heard of. I don't think it was Quantum League. It looks. I mean, look, I don't know that much about Star Trek, but I do know about you know a little games. now. Yeah, I know a little. And at the end of that trailer, it looks four X-ish. Yes. So that's about Well, <laughs> that's I mean, it's really Paradox, say. so I really right. wouldn't have expected something wildly different from that. Apparently, Nimble Giant made a competitive, like, a competitive first-person shooter with time mechanics previously. Okay. And now what they're pivoting. What? The game the, or the? Uh, the one with time mechanics. Quantum yeah, League? Oh, I've heard Gosh. of Quantum League. Is, yeah, is, it sounds familiar. Is the, name, is the game they made previously? And I'm not just thinking hey. of Quantum Break. I think I have heard of Quantum League. Oh, they've worked on Master of Orion as well, so they do have okay. strategy chops. Okay. Um. Anyway, like, it feels like a, a Star Trek 4X game has been like overdue by 15 years or something. Well, especially with the sure. popularity of that Stellaris mod that everyone who yeah, likes Star like Trek I, has downloaded by now. I I still stare at that Stellaris total conversion and think about it it's thinking about messing with it at some point you should but now they're making this so yeah that's and there cool. was a there was a stellaris nexus which i have it written down here and i totally forget exactly what that is is that uh was that an expansion for stellaris or is that stellaris coming to something else it's probably stellaris. an expansion they are still supporting that game as far as i know stellaris coming to vr with stellaris and assassin's creed nexus mm-hmm uh, 
Alex. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I got another little guy I want to talk about here. uh, Coming from from publisher Raw Fury. uh, uh, Star Trucker. Okay. It's a space trucking game. Star Trucker. Can you imagine why I might have been excited by the prospect of that? You like trucking. I do. And And I like space. love stars. And I like Star Trek puns. So this is all fitting together very nicely for my wheelhouse and my needs. Uh... I'm not super familiar with this developer. Uh, they, As far as I know, they have not made anything at this scale before. They made a game called Autumn Walk, which I don't really know okay. much about. But uh, what they showed in that brief trailer looked pretty cool. Uh, is it the, the poster for this looks pretty great. Looks like it's just the I think truck. These are quite literally trucks. Yeah, yes, are- they are space trucks. Not uh, just like ships that serve the same purpose as trucks. I mean, these are actual trucks. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, I loved the dumb space train stuff in that um, that one fail better game, uh, Sunless Sky or whatever that, mm. that game was. And it's like, yeah, no, like, if we're going to do space trucking, just give me a truck what goes in space. Okay. Give me some space truck nuts. Done. Bet you'll get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2024 yes. space trucking. Monster and Monster is the uh, star, name of the developer. Star, sorry, Star Trucker, not star Space Trucker. Trucker. Yeah. Star Trucker. Uh, okay, let's jump into... Uh, let's just pop open the Final Fantasy bottle here mm-hmm. and pour out a little... We, uh, we talked. Did we talk about 16? Brad, you were talking about 16 before, early, earlier. This is like no, years ago, out. but we it did. was <laughs> just at the top of the show. Yes. Um, they um, showed a little bit more of 16. That game is out basically by the time this goes up sneeze and that game will be out it's mm-hmm. out very very soon but yes. they showed uh final fantasy 7 rebirth with a with a crowd going wild over two, two discs. discs two discs two discs I'd, it's weird to me because games have certainly downloads have been exceeding that size for a while but i guess there's still something about two discs that just two discs sets hearts aflame it's just weird i think i think it is literally just them saying that to you is some sort yes. of recognition of like we know what you freaks like here <laughs> I mean, you yeah, go it's a, it's a throwback yeah quite frankly like it's been so long since there were two disc games that you know it's the same shit as like when they announced final fantasy 7 they're like it's gonna be on three cds what so much <laughs> game on there you need three of them uh there's three of them so uh, yeah Rebirth seems anyway. to be taking the Final Fantasy, let's say, remix approach it's, even further from what I can you remember. You don't know Sephiroth. Like, it seems completely divergent at this point. Almost. You still don't yeah. understand. I mean, I guess they'll wrap back around to some Seven stuff. Like, I think they, don't they talk about Nibelheim in there or whatever? In that Your trailer. Seven memories so much um, better than mine. But is Nibelheim the village that burned on that fateful day? On that fateful day. I'm pretty sure that was the one. It's been a while. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it seems... Um, I shouldn't say the right decision, but it seems cool that they are just going, fuck it, we're making a new thing now. Like, we weren't just dabbling with that at the end of the first game. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This is straight up a new franchise now. Uh, we are the 2020s, the decade of the multiverse. Especially the extent to which they are literally out there saying, hey, you don't need to play the first one to get this one. You can totally just get this one. Which, yeah, okay. I, do you believe that? Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah. if you're not going to reference, I mean, I guess you'll just have a catch up at the end. But 
Do they have a fact up on their page about what I can import into Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Nothing. nothing. I, you got to oh let that God. go, man. <laughs> there's Come nothing. There's, there's going to be nothing for you. Come on. It's like, I wish I had known that before going and getting all that materia and running around. Jeez. Come on. It's, it's an RPG. I'm role-playing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Do we, we talk about... All right. I'm going to name some quick ones here. Here's my rapid fires. Ready? Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Talos Principle 2. Uh, yeah, it's cool that they're doing that. Yeah, that's kind of a beloved game. I can never remember how much I played of it. I kind of want to go back and play more of it because people really like that game. Uh, we've got Warhammer uh, 40K Space Marine 2. They showed some of that at Summer Games Fest. They showed a co-op uh, uh, a bit of that, which I thought was pretty cool. That game looks fun and dumb. Looking forward to that, but I don't think that has a date yet just 2023 mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately uh another quick one here yes your grace snowfall yeah uh, i remember that game yeah I, that's that, that was, was a harsh. cool game <laughs> yeah uh that was kind of cool to see um sorry i'm writing these down in my notes as we i say these there was a uh, Frostpunk 2 got yeah. shown at, at the uh pc let's get games. sad yeah uh, did you watch that trailer? I did. Yeah. It uh, look if they're gonna do one of those again, I feel like they found the right angle for it. Uh, along those veins, uh, Citizen Sleeper Two. Yes. I mean, different games, but you know, kind of uh, intrigue there. Uh, kind of surprised 2. they announced that so soon. Hmm. But like, also, I'm down to play more of that. I'm not Ooh. here to complain. In the, strike in the st- while the iron is hot. Yeah. In the stuff they showed, there was voice acting and. Um, there wasn't voice acting in the original, right? It was all text? No, it was all text. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's cool if they are able to kind of beef up the production values based on I the want, success I, of the first one. That's neat. I wonder if what they're doing will play off the ending that you end up choosing at all. That seems hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not saying that's an easy problem to solve. I'm uh, sorry, going down the quick list here. Uh, quickly, because <laughs> I don't think there's much to say about it yet. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. John Carpenter will accept your checks. <laughs> uh, Looked like a kind of zom- maybe campy zombie game. I don't know. The thing they showed looked like three different styles of gameplay happening. Yeah. So no idea how that winds up. I'm uh, really looking forward to someone untangling exactly how much John Carpenter <laughs> is in this. It seems like it's just some kind of multiplayer. Looking at this bullet list here. Buddy movie vibes and over the top humor, action, and horror of classic 80s cinema. Mm-hmm. Teaming up with friends to face down hordes of monsters. Explosive cocktail of visceral <laughs> FPS action and apocalyptic environments. They're just using all the words. <laughs> yeah. Upgrading yeah. your skills and testing new abilities. A multiplayer kill a bunch of monsters game. Got it. From John Carpenter. From the mind of John Carpenter. Yes. Sure. Or, or the, the couch or the, of John Carpenter. Yeah. I'm going to jump over here. There's a hundred, I have 103 games listed here and that's not including the 7,000 games from the PC game showcase thing. Any thoughts on the persona stuff that got announced? I mean, so three reload seems like the meatiest, most interesting thing that came out of that, which is their big, uh, you know, modern engine remake of persona three, one I've never played. So, uh, that would be wholly new to me when that thing comes out. Um, they also had Persona 5 Tactica there, which is mm-hmm. sort of their uh, turn-based strategy game. 
uh, which is less interesting to me because I think I'm a little burned out on all things Persona 5 at this point. Mm, uh, but that reload like, game looks like it'll probably, like, that's very exciting for people, especially people who like Persona 3. Though I guess I gotta, they got rid of the female protagonist, which is a thing people yeah. are not very happy about. Yeah, they cut, like, all of the add-on content for, for 3 from this remake. Oh, from Fez? It's just, it's just the base game yeah. that they're huh. remaking. Um, with a pretty blunt statement about it. Yeah. What'd they say? I can't remember exactly. They're just, just basically along those lines of like, oh, this is just a remake of the base game. Oh, because I, what, would, I was going to say, they will probably just put that out later. They yeah. add so much weird re- releases. That, like Persona 3 Reload Fez would, Fez would totally just come out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, have to, I do have to recognize Tactica as one of two games that got dates in November. It's true. Yeah. Like plenty of stuff true. got dated for October. Like October is actually like reasonably busy now. And we got a December too. Uh, for that right, Avatar, Avatar game. which I haven't even mentioned Avatar actually. Before I get into that, I was just going to say this is the lightest November I have ever seen in my 20 plus years of covering the video game industry. It's pretty thin. Uh, like again, October got half a dozen new games. There's a lot there. October yeah. looks like a real October now. November used to be the month. I know. And the Like a Dragon uh, spinoff and Persona 5 Tactica got dated for November, and that's it. <laughs> and there were a handful of like Switch ports and stuff uh, there already. Like, what is happening to People November? want to buy games in October, apparently. Uh, yeah, so, so surely there is some market research somewhere that determines this. Yeah. I just, you know, I doubt a lot of games are going to get announced for release this year at this point. This was kind of it for that to happen. So September, October, like pretty stacked. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and like, it's, and that's kind of it. Uh, again, like just, just to kind of hammer it home. It's not like there was stuff announced before this for November. No, it is, it is. I'm looking at the big old list on the internet games database and even with everything, there are 13 games. Yep. Some stuff will ones. slide in there eventually, yeah. but I it still feels like it's going to be a pretty thin well, November overall. Probably not much, though. Like I said, this yeah. is usually the kind of traditional cutoff for we need enough of a marketing window to push this game Yeah. Um, before it comes out. I bet Nintendo will pop something on that, there that's at possible. some point. In fact, like Nintendo Direct Watch is on again. Yeah. On Twitter, everybody's like, like, oh my God, when's the next direct? They have to do one, right? It's time. It's it's the window. They always do one. What's going on? But at the same time, like they have to be very heads down on the new stuff at this point, right? Yeah. Like Zelda is out. That was like Zelda could carry the rest of their year financially right. if they needed to. Like it feels like Tears of the Kingdom was gonna be the kind of big swan song for the Switch, but I mean I'm sure there are other games yeah, scheduled. Like- what is it? A uh, uh, Pikmin still coming? All right, Pikmin. Yes, Pikmin Four is I think next month, right? Yeah, it's soon. Right. But uh, you know, like you guys said, September and October are picking up a lot of weight here. Um, you know, there's there's a decent amount happening across those two months, so that'll probably carry us into yeah, November. It's, it's just it's just weirdly lopsided compared to how things normally go. There's so much coming out in September, October. Like everybody's going to have stuff left over that they're haven't oh, gotten sure. to yet. Yeah, some stuff will get shoved around. Uh, uh, let's see. New remnant. 
Yeah, actually, that's literally what I was about to say. Yeah. Was Rem- Remnant 2 got a date, which is next month, which is cool. Is yeah. that early access? Is that coming out in early access? I was wondering that. I that feels think. like one they might try and put out there as an early access release. Uh, let's see. No, Steam says it's just coming out. Okay. That's cool. They dropped from the ashes, or when they dropped the subtitle, it's just Remnant 2, but... I think everyone shorthanded that game as Remnant anyway, so it makes sense. Uh, I saw some strong hands-on impressions of that coming out of L.A. Yeah. Uh, It looks good. First game was very good. I'll play that. Yeah. Go back into Uh, the world of Remnant. Yeah. Um, Are we through most of the non-Starfield stuff? Well, uh, we should... if we're gonna save Starfield, we gotta talk about Avatar, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the one Let's I was talk gonna about bring Avatar. up. Actually. I was gonna. That, I I'm weirdly kind of bullish on that game, mm. despite not really giving a shit about the Avatar thing. I mean, that's the thing is that I what they showed didn't look bad at all. Like it's a nice looking world. Like yeah. it looks like it is a you know like they've made a perfectly cromulent uh, first person adventure in that world. It is just unfortunately a world that I don't care about at all. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't either, but I also feel like any, like, you can you can tell a good story in any setting, or you can totally. make a fun game in any setting, so, like, uh, the fact that I don't currently care about it, I'm not gonna treat as a disqualifier or anything, but, like, but, but also, yes, it's Ubisoft, it's an open world, they have a lot to prove there. Uh, yeah. Between Assassin's Creed's and Far Cry's and a bunch of other open world games over the years, mm-hmm. like, is this going to be full of repetitive icon activities maybe and towers it, I, I don't know if we're past this point but it is a licensed product so you know sometimes that shackles developers and creatives in a way that doesn't benefit the game uh occasionally yeah. i don't know i don't know the avatar verse well enough to know if they are trying to create their synergistic property across all media you know this will tie into this and it fills in the gap between movie 803 and 804 and you know well right now there's only two movies and as of the time when this comes out there will still only be two movies but there are like three or four more coming they actually just delayed three like indefinitely Uh, right no i think they pushed it a year oh okay for release or Uh, if i'm not mistaken I think they've done a lot of the filming for those was already. Like, okay. I, I think three, didn't they shoot two and three together? And then I think I'm, they're going to shoot I'm four and I don't know. five together. Uh, yes, they, okay, yes, they, Avatar 3 was supposed to be end of next year, and they've pushed that to 2025. 2025? Yes. Dang. Um, okay. And it's not well, because well that be second movie didn't do well or anything. It did extremely well. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was just kind of shocked at the production values of this, honestly, because... I mean, I joked about having reviewed the previous Avatar tie-in game on the stream, but, like, that very much was just a tie-in, by-the-numbers movie action game. Yeah. And and this seems a lot more ambitious than that. And that's kind of interesting. It sort of looks like a Far Cry. Like, just the, the stuff they showed you doing seems like it very much might be in the Far Cry mold, which might not be super interesting, but... I'd say more than somewhat looked like Far Cry. Yeah. It's definitely mm. in that wheelhouse. I mean, it straight up seemed like there are like industrial camps, outposts to take over. Totally. Yeah. Um, there's vehicle stuff. There's co-op. Uh, seemed pretty Far Cry. I don't know. It could be cool, though. I'll, I'll give it a chance. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think the setting and the kind of tonal setup for it, again, not 
not grabbing me, but it looks dense enough to maybe overcome some of my initial aversions to it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks very good if it's just a very pretty open world that is fun to roam around and do stuff yeah. in. That'll be enough for me. But if it's like destroy, uh, destroy, destroy toxic waste dump 432, you know, then I think that'll, that'll run its course pretty quickly. Yeah. Did that get a date at all? December. Y- yes. December, oh, that, oh, right. Yes. Uh, of that's course, the December uh, game. I was literally December just 7th. looking at that. Yes. That is out. Yeah. There's, there's your end of the year game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After you have the month of November off to catch up. Come on, Square, get on it. Uh, just drop Rebirth right, right for December. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of other stuff here that we're not mentioning. I'm not even going to write these down. Uh, Foam Stars. There was uh, Lies of P that had a demo drop. We streamed there, that demo last week. Yeah, there's like, right. You want to see what it looks g- like? Game Concord, which turned out to be another kind of PvP shooter. Um, it's a, just a ton of stuff. Uh, and a bunch of stuff again from that, uh, PC game show, but I think, is it time, you know, well, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's come back and let's talk about Starfield. Not that I want to give Starfield undue time on this thing, but they showed a lot of it and it seems to be, they gave us a lot of time. So I feel like we should respond in kind. Yes. Okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. There's some news stories we're going to wrap up in the in this uh, wrap-up with the, um, Starfield and, and the business here. But uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a bit. This week's show is brought to you by Factor. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. Do you guys know what Factor is? <laughs> I do. I thought you were about to ask if I knew what food is. Do you also know what food is? I've heard of it. It sounds and cool. Do you know what food can be? Factor's here. Factor is here to tell you what food is and can be. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door we've gotten some factor before i've actually mm-hmm. found it to be quite tasty and delicious and convenient um mm-hmm. you can put it in the toaster oven put it in the microwave i did the toaster oven it was ready i think in the toaster oven was ready between like 10 15 minutes pretty quick you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor packed fresh never frozen meals ready to eat in two minutes You can level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Ooh, you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Not that regular butter, truffle butter. Round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes bacon and cheddar egg bites ooh potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet oh man oh, factor man. what are you what are you doing to me factor with factor you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice they offset 100% of their delivery emissions source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals Head to factormeals.com slash nextlander50 and use code nextlander50 to get 50% off. 
That's code NEXTLANDER50 at factormeals.com slash NEXTLANDER50 to get 50% off potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Thanks, Factor. All right, we are back. And I think it's time we talk about Starfield, this game Microsoft and Bethesda keep pushing on us. Wait, Bethesda's making a Garfield game? Garfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little janky. Well, I'm hoping uh, Garfield really has a quest. I bet there was a Garfield game called Quest for Mondays. I bet there, there's probably something there. Quest for the Space Lasagna. Yes. Uh, Starfield. We got this mm-hmm. one. This thing is like right around the corner, relatively, September 6th. Uh, Speaking of lasagna, this thing's got layers. Uh, ooh. Um, Meaty. They showed quite the demo over at Microsoft. If they can deliver on what they're showing, this game has the potential to really break through. Uh, if <laughs> There are some ifs here. but they, It's a Bethesda game. With all the baggage that comes along with. The, it's got a lot of systems. The back of box feature lists for this, okay. let's say, uh-huh. is kind of insane. It's kind of insane. It basically seems like it's all of No Man's Sky plus an entire Bethesda RPG spread across a thousand planets. It sounds ambitious. Uh, Actually, it's more than No Man's Sky. I should. It's, it's everything No oh, Man's yeah. Sky and a bunch of other space stuff that that game does not have. So they uh, showed, um, boy, they really showed a lot. So they showed the the combat, which seems like they are, again, this is their words, not mine, opening up the combat so that your abilities and your perks and the way you build your character can complement your play style uh, to whatever kind of silencers. Uh, uh, boy, that one guy really loved using a jetpack and throwing grenades on people. Uh, what was the one that was psychic punch, mental punch, some kind of punch I don't know. It's it's a lot of punches. Like, I I love that on top of, I mean, this was actually like a very savvy move on top of fucking 40 minutes of like feature after feature after feature at the end. They just sort of imply like, oh yeah, there's biotics in this also. Yeah. Uh, That seems to be the implication. Kind of a wrap up, very quick teaser at the end of some floating stuff floating around and somebody doing the hand, hand stuff. Uh, Traits are back. Is that a thing? Does anybody here know? Like CRPGs enough to comment on that. I essentially saw a bunch of people going like, "Oh my god, their traits are back." Oh, did they go away? I, I don't, don't know. know if that's I don't know if that's a thing they stopped doing for a while. I really don't know. I don't know either. Uh, the perk system, the uh, the what's the Fallout one? What's it called? Special. The special. Specials, yeah, I think it's separate from that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh. Obviously, space exploration, building your ship was was shown off quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's weird because they did this last year. They did this kind of exact same thing last year of saying, here's what's in this game. And it was a lot of the same stuff. It was a lot of the thousand planets and mm-hmm. here you can build your ship. And then that's reflected when you walk around in your ship and the layout and, you know, but they pe- definitely got more into the weeds about like the modifications and the ways you can build out your ship. Yeah, like this looks much more like a complete finished game than it did last year. But man, it's just thing after thing of like, here's space dogfighting. Mm-hmm. Here's managing the power systems of your ship. 
Mm-hmm. Here's boarding other ships. Mm-hmm. Here's and taking, commandeering other ships. Here's taking possession of those ships yeah. you board and straight up adding them to your fleet. It's just like, it really feels like they just sat down and said, like, what is literally everything you would want to do in a spacefaring game? Like, we've we've all played Elite and Privateer and all those types of games for 30 years. Let's just make the final one of those. Let's just, like, put it all in there. That's kind of how this okay. feels. Okay, but what if one of the things I don't want to do in space is talk to Bethesda NPCs? Uh, you know, I bet you could probably still get a satisfying amount of time out of this game without ever talking to anybody. <laughs> just skipping through all the dialogue. You could yeah. probably just get through the tutorial and then never do another quest again. I, I should say they don't look awful here, but they definitely have a little bit of that. They are staring you dead in the eye and barely blinking. And it is, you know, the voice performances seem fine, but the face delivery and stuff is a little robotic. At, that t- at this point, I would feel cheated if we did not get that. Like that Fair. feels that feels core to the Bethesda experience to me at this point. Turn on Bethesda mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I one of the I'm trying to think of the things that stood out or surprised. I didn't realize they were doing the planets procedurally with it sounds like the bespoke quest parts sprinkled onto the planet which sounds like an interesting thing i mean look my fear for these size scope games be it bethesda be it a ubisoft game Mm -hmm. is the modular cookie cutter business that winds up happening where you're in you know dungeon 42 it's the same exact you know mass effect even have this problem you're on the same habitat doing kind of a made-up procedural quest, right? Uh, yeah. Like, those those are killer. That really sucks the wind out of a lot of stuff. Skyrim walked a nice balance between feeling like it was throwing made-up garbage at you to go do in a cookie-cutter template cave, but mm-hmm. for the most part, the, it was fun enough that I didn't mind it, uh, you know, by hour 50 or 60. I worry about that with this game. So it's interesting to see that they are at least pitching a more handcrafted experience inside a procedurally generated world, right? So that your world might be a little different. Interesting to me that it seems like a given planet is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. That's what I got from that. I don't know if that is. Like there are landmarks that are going to be on every major, you know, every planet that has like a specific story beat attached to them, but they might be in different places. So like, yeah, clearly like, you know, the, what is it? New Atlantis? Is that, well, they straight up said what planet New Atlantis is on, but yeah, I would assume like every story based city is on the same planet for everybody. But as as far as random stuff, it sounded like that's not going to be the kind. I don't even know if that's terrain as well. Is that literally everybody's like, Planet X has different a different layout. I don't Hard know. to say yeah. because um, we haven't seen it obviously up close. But I'm just I will say right now my heart goes out to guides editors everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean it sounded like the kind of tertiary stuff, like you know, like abandoned robotic space or like space drug lab. You know, right. like those types of side questy sort of locations might be totally randomized as to what planets they're showing up on. Which is, like, cool for swapping stories with other people, but I don't know if that's, like, super meaningful if you just play the game in a vacuum, because how would you know the difference? Yeah, I mean, it, but it could it could also add to a nice bit of um, reinforcing the exploration aspects of Actually, it as, yeah. as you're kind of wandering around being like, oh, man, I stumbled into this thing. Yeah, yeah, and you know what they can do? I don't know if they are doing this, but now that I think about it, like, they can kind of keep track of what you've enco- you have encountered, so if they're, like 
sort of generating layouts at runtime, you know, as you like approach a planet or whatever, they can kind of maybe try to mold what you're going to see toward things you haven't seen yet, you know, or things you haven't seen in a while, that sort of thing. Maybe, maybe there's something like that going on. Um, it, it, we'll have to see how it kind of all works out. And, you know, on top of that, I think, or it seemed like the companions you have are kind of bespoken tuned and written and maybe not randomized like your I think space there's both. cowboy and your robot yeah. man. I, I think there I think there are the story like the authored characters. Yeah. That are unique and named with a bunch of unique writing, but but you can also your mercenaries. You can also recruit, yeah, like generated people to your crew instead if you prefer. Uh um and they all bring skills. I mean there's like almost a whole management sim aspect to like building out a crew with people with different skills that can enhance research in different ways and that whole thing. I just, it, it feels very ambitious. They don't have the best track rec- record from my perspective of delivering on that ambition in a way that realizes the pitch all the time. Uh, I, Fallout games are fun. They're great. I, I think the jank is sometimes game breaking for me. Like it, it gets a little out of hand in how, how much that thing, those games are bursting at the seams. Uh, yes. You know, if, if they're hopefully going in and retooling a lot of that stuff, I don't know exactly what code they're reusing or recycling, or if they are just, I assume this game seems big enough that they probably use some systems. Oh yeah. They're, this is absolutely games. built on their existing yeah. tech. I mean, they've been out there saying, Hey, this is the debut of the creation engine too. Okay. Which I'm sure it's got a new renderer and all that stuff. But I mean, I promise there's, you know, the underpinnings are carried over. So yeah, um, I, I'm pretty excited though. They did a great job in pitching me on the promise of this game and I'm, I'm, got me very excited. I don't know if you saw Matt Booty was out there apparently saying this is like, this is the, this will be the least buggy Bethesda game that ever at launch. I, I did yeah. see that, which isn't um, saying, you know, again, there's a couple of backhanded compliments you could throw at here, but, uh, um, low bar. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, like I, I, I'm inclined to somewhat tentatively take them at their word because it's been so much longer since the studio shipped a game than ever before. Yes. Like, you know, they used to make these things in two, three, four years and now it's been eight since fallout four. So they've definitely, they've definitely had way more time. uh, Well, this one, do you count fallout 76 as anything? Mm. I mean, some of the team must be working on that. I, 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 yeah, I know, I'm, I'm sure I know some of VGS worked on that. I think it was, it was led out of a different studio though. Mm. I'm sure that did consume some resources. But um, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I have my doubts and I, I will, as much as I doubt Bethesda's ability to deliver on all of their promise, what they showed here isn't, is making me not I wouldn't call it inspiring that's maybe a little too lofty but uh extremely eager to play it. Yeah, I mean the the quality that struck me about this is like there are a, bit, a bajillion people who if you said what's your like ideal space game they would basically describe this game. Yes. Like, or at least what they are pitching it as. Right. Well yeah, 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 the 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 pitch for this is what they would pitch, you know, like I just I want more planets than I could ever visit. And mm. I want to be able to build my own ships and assemble my own fleet and hire my own crew and be a pirate. Go if in, I want and be a smuggler, if I want and go inside wa- the ship and like, right. see it from walk around it like, and land, like fly it around and, and do space combat and like manage systems on the ship. And yeah, just on and on and on. Like, it just kind of seems like what 
you want out of a space game. <laughs> Again, yeah, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered still about how well they execute on a lot of it. I think it's like writing, like the quality of the writing. Do the side things or do the activities get repetitive? Right. And of course, the jank and bugs are kind of the big ones for me. Um, even like, you know, even I was thinking about even like boarding ships sounds super exciting. But even that, I wonder if like, I wonder if you board half a dozen ships and then you're just like, I'm finding the same loot and the same enemies on all of these. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, the layouts are slightly different, but they are procedurally jammed together. Like, maybe I don't actually need to board every ship I see because they're all kind of the same. I don't know if it's going to turn out like that. Or, like, what happens when your ship gets destroyed? Like, do you lose ships? Do you get insurance on ships? Do you just reload the game from a previous checkpoint if your ship gets blown up? Like, are, are, is there a risk to trying to board ships? You know, like, you, hey, you might lose something. Uh, or are you just going out there and trying to acquire as many yeah. ships as possible? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm mainly just thinking from the standpoint of it getting repetitive, you know? It's like, yeah, how many, pla- how many of the thousand planets are you going to go to before you feel like you've seen everything? Yeah, that kind, of, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they've done the work. Yeah. Uh, I kind of glossed over in the presentation. Apparently, different planets have different gravity. <laughs> yeah, well, they sh- they right. did say that. Yeah, yeah, with which the is kind of wild because most games, like Mass Effect, certainly never bothered with stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think No Man's Sky does either in any major respect. And there's like this combat encounter here where you're shooting guys and they just go flying. <laughs> Yeah. And through the air and stuff. Um, well, they even talk about some of the zero G combat, which, you know, is, is not the newest thing, but it's interesting where they're like, yeah. energy weapons won't have recoil. Right. And ballistic stuff, weapons will. And, that stuff sounded cool. Yeah. Like the zero G in space stuff is cool, but like to actually have to, every planet have its own different amount of gravity is really interesting. Yeah. Um, some of the tech stuff they were talking about, I thought was super fascinating about like, you know, they've got global illumination and they're actually like lighting each planet based on like, yeah the intensity and distance of the star and what the atmospheric composition is and everything like doing like real math there to determine how every planet looks, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very ambitious. Yes. It was a strong pitch. Um, I hope that, it's good. We're like, you know, we're two months away from this thing being released. So not even so that, that is soon, uh, it's a game that will be on Game Pass, you know. It's um it's it's like it's kind of amazing to have all of this stuff finally feel like it's coming together in a in a weird yeah. way. How much how much of that seven and a half billion dollars for Bethesda is concentrated in this one release? I, I know. It really like, feels like, like a, this is just a sizable like chunk at every, least. Everything comes down to this, like who's not going to sign up to Game Pass to play this? It really feels like an all in chips all in on this. Um so yeah, Starfield, Starfield, I wouldn't say it stole the show, but it was definitely, it's up there in the things that out of this, it was a known quantity, but I think they fleshed out some of the details in it in a, in a really interesting and, um, I, I, they didn't gloss over too much. They showed what, I mean, it's a game that's t- two months away from release. They have to be in a state that's ready to ship. I mean, this yeah. thing. How many times did it get delayed? Was it um, twice? I don't, I don't know about specific the delays. A times mean, at the, least. The big one was last November slipped to by June, and then June slipped to September. Okay. Um, um, 
so there is uh this is kind of you you put this down in the news but there was some performance stuff that uh came out afterward brad about the frame rate yeah they confirmed it's only going to run at 30 frames per second no performance mode on the xboxes which got a lot of people very upset judging by twitter which like i don't know this does not seem like the one to get upset over i just like anything running <laughs> for this game i mean look if they're if they're saying it and it sounds like from what they are saying is they can push above 30 they want it to be con- this is what that, they're saying yeah, they want was, it to be consistent like that that makes perfect sense to me like the stuff todd howard said was like hey it's like it's running well it's like usually running over 30 sometimes it hits 60 but like yeah the way he was describing it a performance mode that is oscillating between 30 and 60 all the time sounds awful like I would rather only have it locked at 30 than that. Same. Um, but also, like, this is a next-gen only game. This is not cross-gen. Like, this doesn't run on 10-year-old consoles. Um, it's doing a ton of stuff, you know? Like, at some point, yeah. like, like I, I was saying this back when these consoles came out. Like, don't get too attached to these 60 frames per second modes because, right. like, it, we're always going to get to the point where, like, you've got a fixed performance budget and developers are going to want to start using more of that to do new things, either visually or mechanically, that you haven't seen before or that they feel like they've never done before. And hitting performance is like a moving target. You know, game development is very hard. Like, you can't necessarily say, hey, we're going to be able to do all this at 60 three, four years before the game comes out. Totally. So, yeah, like, I, this is, I think this is just going to, this trend is going to increase rapidly, I think as we start moving away from cross-gen releases and start getting more stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, our, our transitional period and we've been there for a while was performance and, uh, you know, quality mode, right? That's like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to give you what <laughs> we can't give you both. Right. So we're going to trade off. And now I feel like, you know, with Starfield and I don't know if Redfall falls into this category, but we will get into situations where like, we can't even do the, there is no, you know, there is no performance. Mode. Yeah. I don't it think it doesn't exist. I don't think there is any hitting a steady 60 on these consoles with this game. Uh, Redfall was a case where they straight up said before release, like, Hey, it'll be in there. Just not at launch. So yeah. that was more just, and also <laughs> nobody really seems to care at this point. Well, um, I, I think it was a, I think Redfall kind of, primed a little of maybe the conversation coming in here because it's sure. Microsoft and you know, the lack of that mode, it, it almost, it feels more like a trend than maybe it should in a weird way with yeah. Redfall. Maybe <sighs> bumbling is a very strong word, but maybe it's app there with that, my, with that my, release. Yeah. I mean, my thing with this though is like, look at every Bethesda game studios release on consoles since oblivion or even Morrowind. If you want to go that far back, like they never hit steady performance. They always no. struggle. Fallout there 4 were, was a mess at launch. There was a comment in the IGN article that you you sent around that was like, if if Bethesda winds up launching Starfield at 30 frames a second, it will be the best running Bethesda launch. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yes. Which is that's, like- yes. That's like not inaccurate. <laughs> like if this runs at a fully locked 30 all the time, I will consider that a victory. Um, uh, the, the bigger so, thing yeah. is people just seem to be looking at this and going like, like, oh, I was sold a bill of goods on these new consoles. Like you said, these this was the era of 60 frames per second. Like, the consoles just are not that. Like, they're never going to be that because they're, you know, like, consoles by nature have to be compromised in a bunch of ways to come out at the price point that the market will tolerate, you know? Or it's just not and, infinite and power, you know? Right. It's well, that, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they come out on day one. They're already, by P, what's out on the PC, they're already outdated on day one and will only become more so over time. Like you just can't expect a piece of hardware that is three years old now to 
turn in infinite performance forever. Um, or, or the compromise is you have to scale stuff back to, right. to make it run. And I think, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm someone who plays on quality unless, unless I really want the frames and I like seeing the bells and whistles. So I, I'm okay with this. If it's, you know, obviously if it's a racing game or a fighting yeah. game, yes, you absolutely. Know, th- like, that's a different story. That's indefensible. Like those, those, some, some genres need to be that smooth for gameplay reasons. Yeah, or right. sometimes when I'm playing a game and it's like, you know, I think I just like this. This is more fluid, like a God of War or something. I was like, you know, I just enjoy the combat more at 60 here than the trade-offs I'm getting, which I, I don't notice. But um, I I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me that much. Um, yeah. and, and at least they're getting ahead of it. Where, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, yes. I mean, it's good that they got out there and said it. It's just this this game is just not the hill to die on for this sort of thing. <laughs> like. Uh, like a like a very basic shooter with like a very static world that isn't doing a bunch of stuff like this game is doing in terms of tracking NPCs all over the place and simulating a bunch of stuff like that makes more sense but like eventually we're just going to get back to the 30 frames as standard you know kind of the way yeah. consoles have always been like we're we're getting closer and closer as this generation gets older yeah, and then we'll push past it again and then we'll have a we'll have a crop of 60 frames per second games and then as the you know assets get bigger and and the you know amount of instant stuff you know like look you can make your own ship in this game they really can't i would feel bad if they have to account for every monstrosity people are going to make uh to not bog that whole system or you know like people forget like bethesda games are games that like track npcs like as they walk across the world you know like yeah like these are games where like you know, everything in your immediate surroundings doesn't just like blink out of existence the second you leave, you know, like they just are tracking no. a lot more stuff going on. You uh, have to than, have than most games, the overhead and for like, 8,000 cheese wheels. Yes. Yeah, so right. You know, and that, that's why these games are so janky and run kind of like shit. Uh, uh so we'll see how this one goes. Yeah. We'll see yes. how this goes. And uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll probably wind up getting this on PC and, and see if there's a noticeable difference between what the, uh, I, yeah, I I checked. So, so, so they're already listing it in the Xbox store that you buy you buy it once and it runs on Xbox and PC. I mean, you know, granted it's the Windows Store version you'll be playing on PC. Yeah. If that's something you're not happy with, but but you can just buy it once and play it on both. I'm gonna game pass it, man. Um, or that, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I'll I'll be curious to see where that, that is. I, I assume it'll be cross save, right? Like uh, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it, okay. Their stuff has pretty much always been at this point, yeah. right? So yeah, that's Starfield. It's out extremely soon. Uh, one of the highlights of, I think, weeks. of this um, of this summer of games. A lot of things shown there, but that was one that is is releasing so soon, and also has me really interested. And I mean, look, as as much as like this was the presentation they needed to have for that game, given how soon it is out, like I feel like they still managed to present something that seems pretty impressive. For sure, and I again. Not a huge fan of where Bethesda has been lately, no. and, and this has me pretty excited. I've never loved one of these games, is the thing. <laughs> like, I've never loved any of those Fallouts, I've never loved any of those Elder Scroll games, but I am still very excited to try this one out and maybe run into the exact same problem I always have with them. <laughs> uh, they didn't mention anything about sharing or any kind of, like, connecting with other players. I don't or, or no, like that, I don't right? think there's any multiplayer features at all. I, yeah, int- maybe maybe I could see them rolling some kind of like sharing ship designs yeah, kind of thing out or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh 
All right, that's Starfield. I think that's probably going to wrap up. Um, again, there are hundreds, I think literally hundreds of games that got announced here. Uh, we went through a bunch of them. Uh, let's, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other news here. I'll, I'll just jump in and say don't expect to play Starfield on your new Xbox anytime yes. soon. Yes, I forget which interview this came out of phil spencer i think it's, i think bloomberg is who he told don't expect an xbox series x pro or anything like that anytime mm-hmm. soon we have no plans we're not getting the kind of feedback that would indicate that's the thing we should do <laughs> i think they're right which like you know there there have been some rumors about aps5 pro in development but i mean that doesn't necessarily mean it'll actually see the light of day or not right um yeah Yes, I I agree that we do not need another we do not need more console skews right now. No. It was it was funny when I when I first clicked on that story you sent around that Bloomberg article. I thought it was going to be more geared towards sunsetting the S and being like, "Oh, do we need to basically figure out a new skew system to leave that one behind and, no. and move forward?" No, they'll Apparently, never be able to do that. I mean, they're they're bound to that thing now because the install yeah. base is there and they've so everything they ship this generation has to run on that thing. Do you think that was a mistake? Um, I don't think so. No, I think they're they're navigating it just fine. I mean, I mean, sales wise, absolutely not. Like that thing is yeah. selling very it's like well. annoying for developers, but they are <laughs> selling those systems. Uh, I mean, they rolled out a new SKU at at the thing. They're now selling a one terabyte S. Uh, yeah, which is cool. It would have been a lot cooler if they had just rolled it in at the same price. <laughs> yeah, instead of jacking it up fifty bucks. Uh, they did the, not, because that's every. Every dollar closer to an X makes the S make less sense, but but also five twelve is not a lot on the S. And there, uh, I feel like in my mind with the S, the streaming Xbox's streaming service would be more mature by this point. You know, and, th- and that you'd be able to stream higher quality games to the S. You just needed the the hardware, right? Yes. But I feel like it's not quite there yet, you know, or at least they haven't put the push behind it that I thought they would have by this. Oh, they're getting there. They actually just rolled out the Xbox library on GeForce now, which apparently works extremely well from what I've seen. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So do you, do you just hook in your account there? Yes. I'm not, I, yeah, I assume there's some account linking thing there. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, um, yeah, I, like I think that's probably in my mind the better the, or the bigger solution for that problem than actually putting new hardware or replacing hardware at that point. Uh, other news: uh, this is a pivot away from the um, the naughty three stuff, but there was some Embracer news. Brad, uh, yeah, just real fast, Embracer is doing a deep restructuring. Yeah. Oh boy. Which is going to see layoffs, studio closures, and project cancellations. Although they say anything already announced uh, is going to release. Yeah, it sounds like they don't have the numbers yet of what that means in terms of their at least hu- human downsizing, but they are looking to um, shed some costs. Yes. Uh, they say they, and they are also there's a quote in there about the Lord of the Rings stuff where they in amid all of the uh, the canceled projects they're like we I believe they say exploiting this property is a top priority <laughs> and this this it is a better use of time than some of these other projects that we are canceling which yeah. is a very matter of fact way of putting that yeah that came from the COO I'm not quite sure what venue he said that in but um. We own Lord of the Rings, and we know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in a very significant fashion. 
<laughs> turning that into one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. Good luck. You and everybody mm-hmm. else. That's ugh. anyway. Uh, really set the bar there with the what's well, like, they didn't make Gollum, did they? That wasn't them. That was uh, Datalik. Datalik made it. That was Datalik. But yeah. I mean they you know they own they own the rights to it. Yeah. And they put it out. Um Yeah, I I still want to know who this mystery two billion dollar <laughs> yeah. collapsed Everyone deal does. was with. <laughs> Uh, but it seems like off the back of that, not getting that deal has like really torpedoed their expansionist plans. Yeah. I've seen uh, a lot of reporters going around on social media and be like, seriously, if you know anything about <laughs> that deal, please come talk to us because no one is talking right now. Um, Games Industry Biz has a pretty good um, last paragraph wrap up here. I'm just going to read it just to refresh everybody because we've talked a lot about Embracer over the last, let's say, five years. Embracer had been on a buying spree for years now in most meaningful acquisitions of of the past. Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal Mm -hmm. and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million in May uh, 22. Uh, Then they shut down Square Enix Montreal and the QA team in November of that year. Asmodee, if you guys remember that one, that was $2.7 billion. Uh, oh, sorry, 2.7 billion pounds uh, in 2021. And then Lord of the Rings IP, Tripwire, Limited Run, and more oh, for God, 600 I million in 2022. They, I forgot they got Limited Run. They also got Gearbox. Uh, yes. So uh, And Saber, mm-hmm. who is all over the place these days. I mean, they've got a they stable. Really of, just, they've got a bunch of They just carved out the entire middle of the industry, the yeah. entire middle budget section of it. Yeah, they've got a bunch of studios and IP now, so. Uh, let's see some games. I don't know. It's. <laughs> it's a lot. They made it's 37 acquisitions uh, in 2020. Yes. Like, it, it's, it's, it's my beef. It's one of my, it's one of my beefs with the consolidation where. I've talked about this before, and it's the thing that worries me about one of the things that worries me about the Blizzard Activision stuff is when you roll up like that, when the top where the top of the front of the ship goes, so does everything behind it, you know? So once you have all these studios in one place, if that company does poorly, Mm -hmm. it affects all of those studios down the chain. So you wind up with beloved studios or places that you know, maybe had some autonomy and I'm not trying to paint it in a black and white thing. Maybe some of these studios were in trouble. Maybe these studios had no other options, but you get into the situation where you could lose this shutter, these studios in bulk, you know, they just, they just go down. I don't doubt for a second that a number of these studios probably did need the instant influx of cash and ownership to probably continue on at whatever they were doing. But you know, the problem with that is if you are trading, you know, potential like, you know, quick upfront stability, the long term on that does have a lot of potential downsides. Well, you're all, you know, we we uh, just speaking from experience, um, because I don't know shit about business, but you get affected by other business units, you know, yes. like, you, you know, when you're part of that that ecosystem, if part of the beast isn't doing well, it now affects you. Uh, in ways that you know might be financial, might be personnel. So those things, um, you know, it gets big and unwieldy. Yes. Now we can we can confidently say nobody else is going to be getting embraced anytime soon. <laughs> yes, you never know. I love maybe that two billion dollar sugar daddy will come back and be like, eh, it doesn't sound I, like it. I love you. 
No, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming back. Uh, that's pretty much the news. Uh, that's a lot of video games. Yeah, a lot of things got shown. A lot of games got shown. I have to add a bunch of these to our database, but none of these have great dates yet. Uh, I don't like adding stuff that has soft dates in there. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you this before we wrap up our news section and wrap up this podcast completely. Give me three things, Brad, or think about, let's say, I'll, I'll circle back around. Think about three things from all of what we've seen that you're, um, that you'd be like, if I could just get copies of those today, I'd love to get moving on it. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say for me, since I asked that question, uh, I'll give you guys a minute to think here. Mm-hmm. Starfield now, Starfield mm-hmm. used to be like a known quantity game for me, but now I'm back in on, I really want to play that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's going to sound lame because it's coming out, but Boulder's Gate, I really want to play the final version of that. Yeah, uh, and they, got, though, they got Jason Isaacs. <laughs> they did. Uh, I want to play that uh, as soon as I can. And then my third one, somewhere maybe between Star Wars and Fable. Okay. Alex? I'm going to say... I really want to play that Baby Steps game, honestly. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm really curious about that one. Um, MK, I'm very okay. ready to play some more Mortal Kombat. Um, trying to think, what would my third be? I mean, I do want to do that space trucking, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. throw that one space on there. Space trucking, got it. Yeah. Those Brad, do you games. have an idea? Yeah, man, I hate, to, I hate to be so predictable and say Starfield, Star Wars Outlaws. Uh, I'm gonna say you know Prince of Persia Lost Crown looks great. Oh sure, yeah, um, yeah. Baby Steps also something I'm now suddenly very excited <laughs> for. Yeah. Uh, MK definitely Alan Wake two for sure. Okay. Um, everything the video a lot. Game. There was a lot. Of it was a pretty good showing. I, I'd say maybe not each individual showcase or press conference but in aggregate there's a lot of stuff out there yeah i think i think until xbox it was there was definitely a feeling of like is that it is that all yeah then i think microsoft had a very strong showing and ubisoft also had some stuff uh a lot of stuff for 2024 as well so we'll be talking about these games beyond hopefully Mm -hmm. we'll get some dates um as 2024 materializes to see just when star wars will be playable but um you know like we said we got mk and a bunch of stuff coming out this september and october uh that's gonna do it for this week's show uh we have an email address we're gonna catch up on emails another time but we have an email address that is podcast at nextlander.com, podcast at nextlander.com, where you can send your questions, emails, experiences. Hey, if you're in game dev and you want to talk about acquisitions and you know who that $2 billion uh, uh, part, silent partner, partner, loud partner, mysterious Whoever partner, it was, could tell us. We're, we can pretend we're game journalists. It's okay. You just tell us. Uh, send it into podcast at nextlander.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff up currently. Uh, we All those press conferences and showcases we just talked about, they're up. They have chapter markers for the most part. I'm not sure if I did them for Sony, but they're definitely in the other ones in there. So you can hop and skip around. If you just want to see Nick Cage on stage, you can do that. Uh, if you want to just see Keanu Reeves on stage for a half second before he bolts off, you can see that. Uh, go check those out over on YouTube or Twitch won't have the markers, but YouTube will. Uh, the Ubisoft was on Monday. 
Thursday, tomorrow, as of the time of this recording, we're going to have a grab bag, and then we'll be back on Friday for more streaming. So join us there. We got the Ramble Cast. If you missed it, Never Been a Better Podcast is currently up. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash nextlander, along with the Watchcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Dune is up now, yeah? Uh, Dune is up now, yes. Oh my gosh, what a movie. What a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can go check the, you can go check that out uh, over at patreon.com slash nextlander. Uh, patreon.com slash nextlander and uh uh you can go prep uh by watching uh, wild at heart and what on top wild at heart and and weird, weird on top weird on top it is weird on top uh which we recorded that'll be up next week um uh, over at that patreon you can find a tier that is right for you bunch of different tiers there with a bunch of different stuff in them there is one tier, though, that gets their names read on this podcast, and that is the Mysterious Benefactors tier, and I am very happy and honored to read the names of our Mysterious Benefactors for this week, starting with RRE, John Richardson, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's Midsize Hoodoo Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Change Mod Plus X Buddy Crimes, okay? Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Mega Crane, Raz Grizz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Trying to sneak in, uh, trying to put in uh, Linux commands into our spreadsheet here. Try, uh, I gotta sanitize our uh, mysterious benefactor tiers before they get in there. CHMOD, change mod? I saw I always said it in my head. That sounds right. CH mod. I don't know. CH I mod. Would just say CH mod. Um, well, we're going to CH mod out of here. Uh, all access. Symbolic or octal notation? Oh, God. Uh, that's octal? What's plus? I don't know. 777. That's that's that's, that's octal. 755. One with the numbers is octal. That is okay. that is um, that is owner, read, write, and execute. 7755? Seven, uh, group and other. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. That is uh-huh. that is uh, read and execute only, not write. Okay. Five sevens. <laughs> I don't know. You. Uh, I just always whenever I'm running into problems, it's just seven 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 across the board. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with it's, it. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Everything seven seven seven. Um, one eight hundred seven seven seven. Next lander. Uh, this we can call. call Toll free. Collect. Call. Tell them next lender sent you. We got a bunch of stuff going on. Like I mentioned before, thanks everybody for supporting us. I hope you enjoyed this summer of games. We need better naming for this group of things yeah, now that E3 I mean, is gone. So yes. you're trying to write the description for this podcast. I'm not sure what to call it. Like I started to say, like 
the E3 window has closed, but it's not actually yeah. E3 any, anymore, even though kind of it was. But No, just call it that anyway. Who but cares? Summer's, like calling it the Summer Game Fest window doesn't feel quite appropriate either. No. I don't think that thing is big enough to clay, lay claim to the whole time window. Not yet. They have to earn it. They'll get there, but they have to earn it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We need we, Somebody needs to come up with some better branding. Um, but we still have some more coming up in the future. I'm sure we'll talk about it. We have uh, Gamescom uh, coming up, and um, I think Tokyo Game Show is still on the books. So um, there might be some stuff coming out of there, though also the games will be coming out in September and late August. Too. Uh, thank As they you, tell Brett. us anyway. What's that? So they tell us anyway. So they tell us, yes. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thanks again to everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week.